Welcome, and thank you for tuning into Organon, the official podcast of Ology Research Group, exploring contemporary social issues through data, insights, and change. According to AAA, about one-third of Americans, or 112.5 million, are expected to travel during the 2018 holiday season. On this episode, we'll discuss the trend and hypothesize why these trends exist, despite all the hassle, expenses, and discomforts associated with travel. Present today to talk about this from New York, we have myself, Carl. Jasmine. And recording from California, we have... Hey there, Casey. And Courtney. Casey, take it away. You know, just the season to travel. Um, I thought it would be interesting to talk about, you know, what do you guys think about um, traveling in the holidays um, and um, is it the best time to travel and, you know, should we go travel or should we just save money and not do anything? Just the, it's the <laughs> worst time to travel. It's so expensive. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, don't, yeah. Don't travel could, during high season. That's the key. High season? Mm-hmm. And high season is when the school, the kids are out. That's what yes. high season is. And I'm learning that because of Kazuto's school schedule. Like when we were traveling, whenever I wanted to, I was like, ooh, so cheap. We can go to all these places. I don't like spring break, winter break, summer break. I'm like, why oh, so expensive? So <laughs> Gotta hop on that Trivago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's still expensive, but you mm-hmm. can down. There's this app called Hopper where you can see what the peak days are to fly around. So it's, it's a nice indicator, which I appreciate because I'm like, oh, I guess we're staying home this year or we're not going anywhere that week because it's way too expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Thanksgiving travel is actually probably more expensive than the halt like Christmas and New Year's travel. Because I think Thanksgiving, everyone goes home, but for like New Year's, people go out and party across the world, at least in my opinion. And in LA, the traffic is worse the day before Thanksgiving. So I'm just going to say anecdotally, I hate Thanksgiving travel the most. But have you traveled during Thanksgiving? Well, I have to drive from where I live to my parents' house, which is not that far, but it turns like a theoretically, usually in bad traffic, an hour commute into like a two hour plus commute, which is unacceptable for 20 miles. But that's what happens during that period of time. Mm-hmm. I yeah, That's a lot better than, you know, uh, me. Every time I travel for the holidays, which I have to, not because I have to, but I mean, because my family lives in um, Houston, Texas. <laughs> So I like I have to. You travel. have to. You have to go to Texas. <laughs> I mean, like I have to fly to Texas. Like I don't. I wish I can drive, but I don't have that option. So it's so expensive. Like the trip to go to Texas, especially oh. in the off season of going to Europe or Asia. Mm-hmm. So it's just like wow, that's just so much money. Yeah. That's how- well, it also depends on when you buy your ticket, too. Right? I went somewhere that two months in advance is the optimal time to buy a ticket before mm-hmm. you try. Yeah, there's this 
people are saying that when you buy airfare that it's usually better to buy it on Tuesday after midnight or something like that and I'm like that's not true because if everybody did that then it wouldn't be the best day to buy it anymore because it's based on availability and and trends yeah that's true yeah so there was one phenomenon that I've spoken to Jasmine about that was kind of like an observation that for Colombian people who live in America, they'll still go out of the way and buy a super price gouged airfare to go to Colombia for the holidays anyway. Like even though the price is like quadrupled um, relative to whatever it usually is, they'll still do it. They'll still go. Um, to Colombia why do you think that happens like what because usually like traditional uh, consumer behavior will tell you that if you raise the price too high on anything that people won't buy the thing and that if you drop the price that it'll increase their the probability of purchase so why why would people still travel in the holidays despite the fact that it's so much more expensive because of the family the but family the, aspect. But family are still there the year round anyway. Yeah, but I feel like it's more like a cultural significance. Like you want your kids to have that feeling of family tradition. And I think family is important across a lot of cultures. But I feel like for, you said Colombia, right? Mm-hmm. That there's like a strong value in that overall. Like it just wants to bring people together. You want everyone to kind of like enjoy space it's it's kind of more it feels more mandatory because you don't want to be that one family that doesn't show up on christmas then you kind of also get judged your mom will be mad at you i'm just talking for my mom now so i'm just saying (laughs) so it's not only about family it's also to avoid people talking about you well i i uh, well um, I think it's more like um, showing up to like you have to show up. Like be uh, present. Like, yeah. Being present. Yeah, yeah, being present. Like it's just it's not about. I mean, it's part like you have to be with family, but it's also saying that hey, I'm here. You know, I was able to make it. Um, but another thing I'm thinking, Carl, is maybe the people who left, right? Are, are more financially well off, so it's the assumption that they have money, and so they should go home because they have money. You know what I'm saying? It's almost like a guilt trip for like, oh well, you live in America, that's a lot of money. You, you know, like you can't afford to fly home to poor Colombia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that makes well, sense. Well, a lot of, I mean, according to OnTheGoTours.com, it's specifically saying that for seasons and weather that one the best times um that they recommend going to 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 colombia is between december and march um Mm -hmm. because they say that that it rains the least during these months specifically for it being like in in the region like the andean region so for for many folks like they avoid like if there's any heavy rainfalls also, it's the holidays um, and all those aspects of it and lights and all these like 
cultural events that are happening. Mm-hmm. But I like Casey's explanation because there's it, it's implied that since you're in America that you're making tons of money and that if you don't go, it's like a like a double slap in the face to the family. It's also yeah. Yeah, like the currency worth, like, you know, you're making dollars versus pesos and that's always going to be the case. I'm assuming if you if you go back to Vietnam, people are going to think, oh, you need to get a gift for everybody. Yeah. Um, well, this season, I was trying to go back home, but I couldn't because I'm, I'm, tr- I'm actually traveling to... Um, I'm I'm going to Switzerland, then I'm going to Shanghai, and um, my family gave me the biggest grief for it initially, but now we talked it out. But the main concern was, and I think it's probably too with the question you were um, asking, Carl, is that, you know, you can travel to another country, but you can't come visit us, and, you know, like, this is something that we all come together, and, like, how could you, like, you're missing the moments when your niece and nephew will grow up. And I was, you know, I had to explain to them that I already made this trip in advance and it's not refundable and it's like potential for, you know, a new cool opportunity. And, then, you know, it's just a, it's a like once in a lifetime opportunity. Mm-hmm. And, and then I was trying to say, I will come on another day, not the holidays because it's, it's cheaper. And, and then, um, there's just like, it, it was, um, it was a hard, conversation to have because you're you're you they always assume that you know i'm gonna go you know i'm gonna be there so not being there the first time for uh the holidays is kind of it's gonna be different it's just yeah mm-hmm. so it is kind of like nostalgic feelings like oh no you're not gonna be there you know mm-hmm. yeah, yeah but it's just much conflict to, to do all the scheduling and like um yeah mm-hmm. but it's like a guilt too because i feel guilty part of it so then do you think that this same guilt of not like showing up for the holidays is one that people also feel when they don't exchange gifts when you're supposed to what do you mean by exchange It's kind of like, so there's this, like the, the holidays don't just, it doesn't just happen, right? It's like a construct. So it's something that was developed over many, many, many years and it ended up being what we have now. So now there's kind of like this expectation that you need to be there. And since you're not going to be there, then it's like, whoa, what's going on here? And then layered on top of that is the fact that there there was this option for you to go somewhere else. And not there, so that's what I was kind of talking about—the double slap in the face. In the, in a, you know, at least in terms of how family who expect or envision something uh, for the holidays, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe like expectations in the end. Like, I feel like sometimes we put a lot of expectations on presents, um, and then like also expectations that. You know, it should be this way. We should be together, like smiling, having fun. But the truth is, families are crazy. Like, we all come from crazy families, yeah? 
Mainland crazy in a way that it means that we have, you know, we love them, they're part of our life, you know, and we're also stuck with them. But we also have a lot of unresolved conflicts that still bubbling up even as adults. I mean, like, I just had a conversation with my mother yesterday, like, Mom, like, I'm, 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 I'm a man now. You have to, like, I, I want to, like, um, when I remember with my mom, I always feel like I'm a kid. Like, the way she treats me is like a kid. And it, it's just like, what, when I'm at home, like, I'm uh, suddenly a teenager all over again. And they were all, like, fighting the same thing. And I was like, no, Mom, I want to be talked to, like, this way. Because mm-hmm. I'm an adult now, like. And I don't, I want to talk to you like this way. And she's like, but you blah, 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 this, ifs. But I mean, like, but I was reading somewhere that was saying is, uh, it was um, um, a psychologist and he would say something like, the idea that you have, a, you know, that I'm going to ramble, but it's going to make sense. You know, like how the living room is like the room where all the families are together. It's, it's usually like very furnished. It has beautiful pictures. Everything's like, it's usually the cleanest room in the house, but in reality, most family they spend time in the kitchen. Guess where the that's where the food is. Mm-hmm. And he and he he was saying it's such a metaphor for for like families in general because when we think of family, we think the living room, but it's actually the kitchen where like conflict is made, chaos, food, but there's also some joy after. There's a lot of nuances, so. I, yeah. Wait, what do you guys think? I can totally see that in my family, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that's what makes it great. I mean, because, it, like, yeah. It's great for a couple of days, and then after a while, you're <laughs> like, okay, now I know why we're all adults now, and this was fantastic. <laughs> Can't wait to do this again. <laughs> and then you're, and then Casey, you're like, oh, the airline rebooked my flight for two days earlier. Sorry. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> How did that happen? I don't know. I'll find out later. Mm-hmm. But I have to admit, like the stress to go see my family, it's in itself stressful. And then, um, and then, like inevitably. One of us will pick a fight with another, and then we all will fight with someone else. But in the end, we resolve it. But then when I leave, I always feel sad because, like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm leaving my family. Like, it's a, a sad feeling. Like, every single time. It, mm. It's like a cycle. So, mm. I, I wonder, um, Courtney, since your family live in the same town as you, do you have a different experience than us three since our families don't live in the same town as us? Uh, my family, they don't pressure me as much to come home because I think I go over, I go over so often because I used to go on a weekly basis. I haven't done it too much because work's been crazy, but there's not too much insanity for it. And like knowing that if I wanted to go home, I just had to hop in my car and drive 20 minutes away when there's no traffic. It. I think it alleviates the stress a lot because I could just leave. There's not, there's nothing holding me there. I don't have to spend extra money to be there. I just have to drive. So that might mean why it's less stressful overall. It's because I have the option to do whatever I want. Like I'm not tied to a plane ticket. I'm not tied to anything really. It's just, 
I could take an Uber if I wanted to. If I was too drunk, I could just take an Uber and come home <laughs> and then get the car later. So, like, there's no additional stress there either. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I could see how that makes a large difference. So that's an advantage. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Well, we're a little over the 15-minute mark. Do you guys want to move on to the bottom line? Yes. Yeah. Let's do it. Anybody burning a take it, or do you want to rock, paper, scissor it? Uh, I could take it. Um, my question to be would be, what's the most obscene price you've paid for a plane ticket? And when was that in terms of timing? Is it because of a certain time of year or is it because you just like, I got to go do this. I don't care how much it is. Uh, Casey. Oh, my God. It's just <laughs> okay. this I'm gonna I'm gonna grab some popcorn. <laughs> Go for it. Well, I I was I, I usually book things at the last minute, so I booked myself a one way flight to Shanghai to visit my friend, and I was like, oh, I'll just book the return trip later because I wasn't sure if I was gonna go to another country or go home, and I waited too long, and now the the one way back is like twelve hundred dollars from Shanghai to L.A. And it's like the cheapest possible. And I just could not believe, like, I've just kicked myself in the foot for waiting so long. Because it's during the holidays. So it's like, mother tucker. So it's just, yeah, I'm, I'm an idiot in that point. But, like, I have to because I'm probably stuck in China. So that that was my, um, my, uh, <laughs> um, Jasmine? Hmm. I think it was, um, a couple of years ago, I wanted to visit my dad, and I decided to plan a trip to go during a high season. So it's usually this. This wasn't Christmas, but it was like during um, April, March, like late March, early April. Um, and apparently, there the flight was also very expensive, and it wasn't December or anything like that. But it was because they had, like, the festival of, like, scenes and stuff and all those things. So a lot of people were traveling down there. So the flight was um, double than what I thought it would be. Um, so I thought that that was, like, one of the most expensive flights because I'm like, this was off-season. Well, I thought it was off-season. But apparently a lot of people were traveling. And so I fell victim to to the price going up. But I still paid it because I had to go. I had it. I, luckily, I have a credit card. I, I was still young enough that I was like, yes, I have good credit. So then I put on my credit card and then I was able to pay it off. Yeah. Carl? So, so, fun fact um, in case anyone's ever wondered how much plane tickets were in the 1950s. Um, it says a ticket on Tower Airline in 1955 from Chicago to Phoenix would be about $138 round trip. But when you account for inflation, that's about $1,168. Oh. So people would actually have to work about a month on average to afford a round trip ticket within the U.S. Oh. So the cost has been going down. Um, significantly over the last couple decades and my answer is the most expensive ticket I've ever gotten was it was a last minute um, 
three-day ticket to Colombia to go spend New Year's with Jasmine, who was already there. Three days? Mm-hmm. Man. <laughs> Must have been that good, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I miss it hard. Colombia. <laughs> oh, man. And it was the only, like, for... It was the only first class flight I've ever been on, so I got to like put my feet up. <laughs> the rest oh, of my, nice. all other subsequent flights to Colombia have been on Spirit Airlines, so I was like, eh. <laughs> "Wait, have you guys been on first class besides Carl before? What do you remember your first time experiencing in first class?" Mm. I have not. I don't got that kind of money, Casey. <laughs> I'm also a smaller person. Then, like, I know people but get first class because of the leg space. I don't mind sitting. I could sit cross-legged in an airplane chair. Small. Yeah, that's one thing I like about being small. The only thing <laughs> I like about being small. It's not useful when you're trying to pick up, like, stuff or when you, yeah. That's why you need I, a ladder. But you can fit comfortably. You, you, <laughs> you can fit comfortably in a Mazda Miata. Oh, yes. I love that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. All right, great. Well, that wraps up the episode. And now we turn to our listeners. What do you think? Do you have any ideas for what you want to hear in the show? Make sure to drop us a line at infoallergyresearchgroup.org. Check out our website to learn about our awesome services. And if you're interested in donating, Ology Research Group is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. So all donations are tax deductible. Until next time.